Hey, Chismosas, I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Cheesemate Queens. Cheesemate Queens. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheesemate Queens. If you are new to this podcast, Cheesemate means gossip. And we have all the gossip, we have all the tea about Married at First Sight. We're covering season 15 in sunny San Diego. But first, Igby, do you have any Cheesemate? Barely. <laughs> It's a drought, y'all. Like, nobody's fucking up right now. Everybody's being on their best behavior. So the streets is clean, unfortunately, <laughs> for us. Uh, but there are a couple little morsels. We have, again, we've talked about these people doing celebrity vacations. Like, they're important. I don't know why you would want to go on a trip hosted by a person from this show. But if you do, if you are one of these people, feel free to reach out and tell us your experience and how it went because I'd be curious but not curious enough to go right and I guess there's something in it because these companies are partnering with these people and hosting uh you know these trips so what do I know but um if you did want to experience one of these trips our boy Gil <laughs> not only has his trip to Mexico in October but at the end of September the 17th through the 26th he will be hosting a trip to Senegal. Uh, it says their activities would include a six city tour, a three day village experience, historical sites, cultural exchange, ATV riding, authentic culinary del delights, the African Renaissance Museum, uh, nightlife opportunities. Guess how much it is? Ooh, I don't know, two grand. Okay, well, no, first of all. Okay. <laughs> For single occupancy, for land only, $5,200. Oh my. $6,400 if you want to include flight. To hang out with Gil, $6,400. That's, um, that's a hard pass. That's crazy. I feel like y'all can get a better deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, is he out of his mind? If you right. double up, if, if we were to both go then it would only be $5,500 a person with mm -hmm. flight. I want to know what his profit margins are here. How much is he making here? I probably would think little to nothing. I think they just comp him on the trip. Hmm. So he just gets to travel for free. No, well, that's something. But then you're traveling with a bunch of fangirls, and that's weird. Unless he but loves But he this. likes that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know. This is troublesome. Whatever. To each their own. I mean, if somebody offered me the deal, I'd take it. I don't know. I don't want to travel with a bunch of people I don't know. Mm, I guess that's true, too. <laughs> no offense. But yeah, and I'm hard, not friendly. Hard enough trying to coordinate my family. <laughs> that is also true. But speaking of um, Instagram thirstiness, Miss Clara put up a post bragging on herself. She says that in the last three weeks, she's gained 30,000 followers on TikTok, had 12.5 million views and 1.5 million likes, which is a feat. I mean, if I you mean, could explain impressive. to us how to do that, that would be nice. Thank you. Yeah. Now, at least she does recognize that it's probably not sustainable, uh, but you know, she's giving herself a pat on the back. I wonder what went so viral. I just don't understand how TikTok works because there's like so many people that are... <laughs> problematic who have like humongous followings on TikTok mm -hmm. because the people on TikTok don't know them from anything else. 
like these people that have been established on social media for years and years and years, and now they're hopping onto TikTok and like blowing up on a whole new audience of little kids who have no idea that this person is trash. Yeah, I don't. Just like, I don't they're dancing, I don't cool, like exactly. And I think, exactly. and that's part of it too. Like, I'm, we're not of the TikTok generation. Like, it's aimed so much at like little kids, yeah. like elementary school kids. That's who's on there. I don't know. My husband's on there. My stepson's on there. But you know, they're watching videos of people getting hurt and doing stupid stunts. So that kind of is on brand with little kid stuff. <laughs> And that's what I said. I don't want to download the app because no, thank you. The phone is already listening to me too much. Yeah. (laughs) Like how many times do we talk about something on this podcast and then immediately after there's an ad for it? Yep. Never fails. But yeah. So, and all that stuff just ends up on Instagram anyway. So why do I need to have another platform for it? I can just go down that rabbit hole. And then immediately after this, you see us on TikTok. (laughs) Talking about how trash TikTok is. I mean, there's a corner of the internet for everything, so I'm sure it exists. <laughs> the anti-TikTok TikTok. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Another thirst bucket. Uh, the world's greatest person, oh. Alyssa, <laughs> has debuted a new look online. And man, y'all are giving her hell. Jeez, they are man. eating her up. Yeah, the Reddit streets aren't aren't very nice to her. I think we got blocked. Or anybody. I think we're blocked because I haven't seen her on our feed. Um, nor oh. have I seen Noi. I haven't seen Noi on our feed either. So I'm pretty sure both of them blocked us. But I don't know why. We don't say anything different than other people. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not see you. Thanks. I kind of wear that as a badge of honor. We've we've been blocked by two cast members. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Especially... <laughs> It's stupid, especially like you said, we haven't done anything to them. Like, there's no reason for them to block us. They're just being bitches. <laughs> but I am grateful for the Reddit streets for bringing this photo to us because, damn, she got like a Michael Jackson nose. I am, I'm all for doing your choices and whatever makes you feel good, go for it. But at a certain point, you, you might want to consult like a therapist before you do all this stuff because there's it's a lot it's a big drastic change you're like changing your entire face and that is there's some deeper deeper stuff going on there and hasn't she already had a nose job girl i don't know she already had one because i remember her old high school photo floated up somewhere from someone who probably hated her in high school and her her nose was very different from the nose she had before maybe so uh, so I'm trying to look on Instagram to see if we're black. Um, mm. Did we ever say R.I.P. to Sushi? Because the first post Moe has is her with the dead dog. Yikes. I, I couldn't find her. That's why I was like, oh, are we blocked? I found her on my personal account. Oh, yeah. Sweet. We're blocked. We're blocked. <laughs> Regular one. Asshole. And I didn't bother to look for... I only knew that um, Sushi had passed because Steve posted a sushi picture with a broken heart and that was it yeah i knew because i looked oh okay <laughs> um but yeah that was a while ago i think on the 13th or 14th he passed away for um, mm, a little sushi she's still posting about it anyway <laughs> well i'm blocked so i don't care i guess <laughs> sounds like you care <laughs> <laughs> i think that's all i have it, like i said it's been really dry out here 
Um, I forget. To... <laughs> so here's something that's not Cheeseman related. It's not real. It's not real news. I had a dream that Ryan passed away and somehow, because he's in Texas, right? Somehow, because I have a bajillion cousins, because I am of the Mexican heritage. And my mom's like, your cousin Ryan passed away. So we need to go to his funeral. <laughs> I was like, I don't even like that guy. <laughs> but it felt so real. Like, I guess I had forgotten about it. And then I remembered and I was like, wait, is Ryan dead? I'm going to go check on him just in case. <laughs> and I looked up his Instagram. He's alive. He's fine. That was just me dreaming uh, because I watched the show too much and spent too much time uh, looking at everybody's Instagrams and such. So I'm glad, Ryan, you're alive. And I'm also glad we're not related. So the end of that Some- story. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. I know. I know. In other news, because that's not news, uh, Haley... Was she uh Atlanta season has started a a new business. She was renovating a kitchen. Um, she went to look at some rugs or something for a space in her house and came across this person who helped her with the rugs and she, I guess she started talking to him or whatever and now she's selling these rugs. So she has her own business. It's called Woven. They're Turkish rugs. They're actually pretty nice. I like I like how they look. But um, let me look to see. I screenshotted it the day it came out. Let's see how many followers have jumped up on it. This is kind of funny. This is reminding me of, I know you don't watch Bravo shows, but this is mm. giving me uh, Craig from Southern Charm. He was a lawyer, or he was in law school when the show first started. Um, uh-huh. But in the run of the show, he started a pillow line. He had, sewing was a hobby for him. And he decided he was going to use his reality TV platform to start a line of pillows. And it's successful. Like it got onto QVC. He has a whole storefront. He does a tour around the pillow. Like people buy this shit. So I don't think Kaylee is going to have as big of an audience as Craig does, but yeah, I don't think this so This is the either, kind of stuff people start doing. She has, like, her SUV full of rugs with her little precious puppy um, modeling. But other than that, she's not really on the actual Instagram. Like, she's not using her her face or her celebrity to sell it. It looks mm-hmm. like it's just a... It could very well be a passion project because she looks genuinely happy to sell these things. Um, and they're nice. They're nice. So um, good luck to her. She needs more followers there, though. She Do we have a more. price point? Um, No, I didn't look at that. Because that's also another fact. If you're like selling these rugs for $3,000, girl. <laughs> small ones start about 200 bucks, which is about on point for a small rug. And it doesn't look like they have large ones, just medium. Medium is about anywhere from 500 bucks to like $600. I mean, that's about right for an intricate rug like that. But yeah, interesting, weird move, but congrats to her on her small business. In other sure. chisme, <laughs> in other chisme, Nurse Lindsay unfortunately has the COVID. It got her. Rona got Lindsay. Uh, I'm not surprised. She is a nurse, so it happens. My sister yeah. just got diagnosed today. She has COVID. She's a teacher. Oh, man. Remember? Never mind. Nope. Let's not go down pandemic row. (laughs) It's over. 
remember? Sure. Sure. Okay. We're done. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, Nate was spotted at the Albertsons in San Diego, but he did not have his ring on. So what does that mean? Are they divorced? Or is he just like any other man and forgot to put his ring on? I mean, you don't think to put your ring on when you're just going to go to the grocery store and grab some Ben and Jerry real quick? I never have my wedding ring on, honestly, because it scratches the baby. So? So? I don't want to scratch my baby. <laughs> I don't want you to scratch him either. I know. My sweet boy. Did you love his video? Guys, I can die. <laughs> Happy. Stephanie's baby said my name. I did and not. It was the cutest that. thing I've ever seen in my life. I was really, I didn't think he was going to do it at all. And I was like, oh, okay. It was very impressive. I was very excited. <laughs> it was beautiful. Beautiful moment. My heart like oh, beat a couple times. Did you share it with rare. everybody? <laughs> like who? Your aunt. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Don't be all cool. Whatever. All right. Well, okay. who else? Okay. That's it. That's all I have. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's all the cheese we have. But if you do have any cheese feel free to DM us on Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, we are at cheese queens podcast, and on Twitter, we are at cheese queens. And Igby live tweets the episode every Wednesday, and it's always a good time. You crack me up when you send me. I mean, me I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> I get them. These people at like are 10 fucking crazy. 10 o'clock at night, I'm just like giggling to myself. They're so funny. So <laughs> make sure to catch her there. Also, it would be really, really awesome if y'all could rate us, review us, and share the podcast with your friends and family. It helps other chismosas find us. And um, yeah, it just really helps us out. So give us a, a five-star review if you can. All right. With or that else. or else. Gosh, darn it. Um, let's get into the episode. Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 8. Igby, hit me with the title. Party Ways. That's a lame title. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's start with Lindy and Miguel. Lingel. Lingel. As they've been dubbed. <laughs> so the first thing we see is a little short clip of them uh, where Lindy is like puttering around the kitchen and Miguel has to say, that ass though, that <laughs> that's the perks of being married. So we all know where Miguel's mind is. Um, Always. He's like, uh, I think he's just perpetually a 13-year-old boy. For sure. <laughs> uh, but next we see him playing ping pong with his friend Steve. And he's asking him about how it's going so far being married. Miguel says that it's been a wild ride. He says that Lindy is super into the experiment and they're both really into each other. She's a great wife. Miguel thinks that being a husband really suits him and that according to her, he's doing a good job so far. He says that there is security in having a wife and that even if something happens that he doesn't necessarily like, he doesn't let that get to him. He knows that they're both invested in the process. So, you know, he's willing to let some things go to an extent. Uh, Steve asks, if Lindy would fit in with their friend group, Miguel says that he thinks that she'll be fine because him and her get along so well. But Steve reminds him that 
you also get to sleep with her. So we don't get that. So you might be jaded a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Miguel says that even though Lindy gives off the bubbly pink happy vibes, she does have substance and depth. Um, Miguel says she has all the things that he wanted. She's kind, agreeable, open-minded, a good conversationalist. She's adventurous, cute, funny, quirky, attentive, domestic. You know, all three things that he wanted. (laughs) And I think this is the first time in Married at First Sight history somebody actually checked off all the boxes on the list. The damn checklist. The damn boxes on the list. Always. (laughs) Well, I guess congrats. Yeah. Uh, Steve asks if Miguel has like real feels for Lindsay, Lindy, uh, because he has like stars in his eyes, basically, when he's talking about her. And Miguel says she's an oasis in the desert. And then turn around and says, watch us get divorced on decision day. (laughs) And like laughs. I know that it was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, Did you know that Miguel has a Instagram for his poetry? Thank God, no. (laughs) I haven't followed it, so I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, don't, no. Don't encourage me. (laughs) He has, like, nine posts and, like, 100 followers or something. Cringe. Hilarious. Speaking of cringe, the next clip we see of them is them getting stuff together for the housewarming party. Um, They tell the guy, I guess they're at, like, a costume store. They tell the guy that their theme is guests on a game show or contestants on a game show i was confused by this because i am a youth so i don't watch game shows but apparently this is a let's make a deal thing according to twitter oh have you never seen um no like when you were sick at home and and you got to watch tv when you were sick you know and they have all those weird game shows during the day um, but no. one of them, yeah, one of them, they're in crazy costumes. I, I guess it's like, let's make a deal. But I do remember, I thought it was something else. I thought it was maybe like Price is Right or something like that. I don't know. But, but they, did, yeah, it, they is... do wear costumes and stuff on Price is Right. But I feel like that's a more recent thing. It didn't used to be like that. Mm, I don't know. I do remember one game show doing that, but I couldn't tell you which one it is. But I, it, I, it made sense to me. But I, it's just an obscure party theme that you might as well just call it Halloween party. Yeah, right? it was. A, it's a, <laughs> was it the where everybody can wear the costume they want? <laughs> I want to say it's the stupidest of the housewarming parties. It was a bad theme. I mean, it could have been more. Because if that was the case, they could have had the booths set up with the, you know, um, well, not booths, what are they called? The podiums with the stickers and all that kind of stuff they could have done more with it if that was their theme but no all they did was like wear halloween costumes and not even that like well back to the store um (laughs) they're in the store and they're looking at the costumes miguel pokes her with the devil's pitchfork haha i see what you did there and she asks him if he wants to wear like coordinating outfits or if they want to just do their own thing and he says you know if something calls out to you go with that so He wants Mm -hmm. to do his own thing because he has found a pimp cane that he has very much taken a liking to. (laughs) But at the party, he was the raggediest looking pimp I've ever seen in my life. He didn't even have no pimp cup. No, no. Like, hello? (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, But then at the store, Lindy pulls out a leather skirt situation 
And of course, Miguel being Miguel says, well, that's not quite right for the party, but you can wear it another time. Wink, wink. She loves it, though. She eats it up with a spoon. They're both ridiculous. <laughs> so the next scene is the housewarming party. Um, everybody has on their ridiculous outfits. The first, well, the only game they play is the newlywed game. And it does seem like Lindy and Miguel know quite a bit about each other. They're guessing right on most of the questions. Uh, after the game, they break apart and, you know, they have to talk to each other's friends. So Lindy's friends ask Miguel how it's going. And he says, great. The first word that comes to his mind is marvelous because she's so amazing. Every day he wakes up and looks in the mirror and has to tell himself, don't fuck this up because you have a good thing going. <laughs> Uh, next, they ask him if there's anything that he hasn't shared with Lindy yet. And he says, nope. He can count on one hand the amount of people that know as much information about him as she does. They've shared all their deep darkies with each other. <laughs> and she literally knows everything about him and there's nothing left. But her one friend seems, her one friend seems skeptical and says, there's always something. Which is true. Yep. Which is true. And also, it's two weeks. This, that this woman knows you inside and out after two weeks. Mm, no. Maybe big old life challenges and obstacles. Yes. But you're not going to remember everything in two weeks. Uh, there's, then more, we, there's more deep darkies in there. They just need to dig deeper. We're, we're going to see this episode. <laughs> so meanwhile, Lindy is in the kitchen and she's talking to Pickle and Grapes and... <laughs> She says everything's going great so far. Um, oh, she's pizza. He's a cucumber. He's a cucumber. He's a pickle. Well, that's what he said. He said he's a cucumber. Pickles are cucumbers. I know this. Come on. Some people don't know that. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> it's like the kids at the grocery store that have to ask you what the produce is because they don't know what it is. Oh my gosh, that's the saddest thing. I'm like it's a shallot. It's a shallot. <laughs> Uh, but she says everything's going great so far. She's really drawn to Miguel. Uh, Grapes asks her if she thinks Miguel is actually funny because she's always laughing at Miguel. So it's like, is this real? Is this nervous laughter? What's going on? Do you actually think he's funny? And Lindu thinks he's hilarious. And Grapes, aka Sally, is thankful for that. She thanks the Lord for bringing them someone who thinks Miguel is funny. So does this mean Miguel isn't funny? He just thinks um, he is. Sally doesn't think he's very as funny as Lindy thinks he is. <laughs> and really, think about it. Have you ever really laughed out loud at anything Miguel has said? No. No. But Lindy is LOLing all over the place. Mm. I personally thought it was just nervous laughter, but mm. she I think, says no, she's it's just, genuine. Yeah, she seems just super into him and super infatuated. I don't doubt that she just, everything he says is making her smile. She's at that point. They're newlyweds, so it's it's fitting. Well, Pickle asks if they've had any arguments yet, and Lindy brings up the subject of taking Miguel's last name, which is an issue. Uh, Lindy says that her name means a lot to her, and asking her to take his name ASAP is, you know, a lot. She ultimately does want to be a Santiago, but she needs to be ready to do that, and she's not quite there yet. And then she tells us that Miguel has been using healthcare coverage as leverage in this argument. So he's dangling that above her head saying, well, if you want to be insured, you need to be a Santiago. 
which is fucked up. <laughs> Super fucked up. <laughs> so Sally offers her point of view. She says that although Lindy is a great person and even though they're getting along great, they're still married to a stranger and that's crazy. So even though things are good so far, Miguel probably still has some doubts. And Lindy rebuts that she's saying the same thing. She doesn't want to change her last name because she doesn't know if they're going to go all the way. Uh, in Lindy's mind, being on his insurance is only going to cost Miguel a phone call. And him not being willing to do that is a red flag for her. And she doesn't understand why this is a big deal to him. I was on board with her until that sentence. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're both uncertain. Of course, you're not going to go on his health care. And of course, he's, you're not going to take his last name. Like, these are both reasonable things. And then she said that. And I was like, no, no, that's that's a big deal still to be on his health insurance. That's like forever, ever. And if you're feeling like that, then and if this is like a thing you want to do, you have to take his last name. Because it says, she says she wants to be a Santiago. It would be different right. if she's like, I don't want to do it at all. Right. And I'm I'm like, I'm cool with that, too. I hyphenated personally, but only because I wanted to write a Q. <laughs> Qs are fun to write. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only reason. Luckily, I don't have a machismo bullshit husband who cared either way if I took his name or not. I didn't. But did you see this coming? Did you see Miguel as a machismo bullshit husband? Take my name or else. No. I didn't see I that didn't. coming at all. Now am I surprised? No. <laughs> but... I, am, I am surprised, especially him being a, um, you know, of educated background and him knows how hard Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, Lindy worked to get her doctorate. She is a doctor. Like, that's a big deal. She's been, uh, what's her last name? LOA? Mm-hmm. Her whole professional life, her whole entire life. And he just expects her to just change it up it's dumb so next we see them uh (laughs) in bed after the party and lindy brings up the whole insurance situation again she tells him that she did talk to his friends about it at the party and she again feels like they're saying the both they're both saying the same thing miguel asks what she needs from him to prove that he's enough in order for her to take his last name and she says right now they're just kind of testing the waters because they've only known each other for two weeks. For her, she has all these like milestones that she wants to have met, like having a joint bank account and all this kind of stuff that needs to happen before Val Renewal Day uh, to make her feel secure. She says that there are certain tangible things that need to happen before she changes her identity. At this point, she's speaking very passionately. She says, like you said before, her name is the only thing that has been given to her since day one. And Miguel's like, all right, well, what things do you need to feel safe? Um, And he says that he's willing to, uh, you know, give her his commitment. He feels like he already has so that she should already have, you know, some sense of security. Lindy says that, Him asking her to change her name is a lot for her. It's a very big deal. And until she feels secure, it's not something that she can bend on. Miguel says that the way he envisions marriage is very traditional. Once you say those vows, you take your husband's name, period. Lindy says she thinks this is all a legality, but Miguel stands up in his belief and says, you know, he's entitled to his opinion in regards to this. And that's just how he feels. 
he asks Lindy if this is a deal breaker, basically. And she says no, but it's something that they definitely, or no, Lindy asks him if it's a deal breaker. And he says no, but it's still going to be a topic of discussion. Like we still need to talk about it more because it's so important to him. And she says, well, it's important to me too. That's why we're arguing. (laughs) Um, Oh, she says that she needs to keep her name and identity more than she needs his insurance. So if she gets run over by a car the next day, well, tough titty. Like if you don't want to make sure that she gets taken care of, if something were to happen, fine. That's on him. (laughs) Yeah. That was your decision. Um, But she says that it's hurtful to her because at the end, it is his decision. It would be sad that he wouldn't help her see a physician if she needed to. So in her eyes, if you can't even do that, why would she take your last name? This is when Miguel says, I don't like this, Lindy. (laughs) She can go away. Where's where's Bubbles at? Uh, And, you know, we, we are seeing a very different version of her. Normally she's, you know, Princess Buttercup. But this Lindy is letting the F-bombs fly and, like, getting crunk. Yeah. It's, like, an aggressive kind of argumentative way. Like, I'm all down for having a conversation and an argument, but there's, like, ways to go about it that are not, like, threatening and immature. Yeah. And there's little little bouts of that here. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah, she says she's being her real authentic self in that moment. And Miguel just, like, looks over it, like... God, why did I even start this? <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, we see them having a conversation. Uh, I think maybe the next day after they talk to the other couples, uh, Miguel asks Lindy what she told the girls. And she says she told them about this last name situation. Uh, at this point, she does apologize to him and says that you know she shouldn't have spoken to him the way that she did when they were arguing. But she felt like she wasn't being heard, so she got defensive. But in a way, she's glad he got to see that side of her because she's multifaceted like all of us. You know, there's going to be some things about her that suck, but you need to see that side um, so that you can be more rational in your thinking about whether or not this is someone that you can spend the rest of your life with, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, you know, he doesn't like that place that Lindy went to and she says she doesn't like it either but she does hear what he's saying and she's going to try to improve on that Uh, she says that every conflict they have will make them stronger which is I don't we've said this before she's just hell-bent on them fighting I don't know why (laughs) she's just been waiting for them to argue yeah she wants to see if they can power through well Miguel says they're always going to encounter challenges and it's about how they overcome them. So to put this thing to bed, he says, if you want to be on the stupid insurance, I'll put you on the stupid insurance. <laughs> For so the record. Get run over by the car. This is bananas. Bye. You've known each other two weeks. I think this is too much. Two weeks. You're putting somebody on your insurance. Two weeks. And you're changing your last name. I think that's crazy. What's the time limit? The time limit on what? To put her on the insurance. Because if you um, have a you, when you have a life changing event, you only have a window true. until you have to wait until open enrollment the next year. That's true too. Okay, that's thirty days. Okay, so I want to say thirty days. So you still have another couple weeks. Yeah, you could wait till day twenty nine. 
Yep. I just think it's a little, a little much, a little much. Why doesn't she have insurance? Because she's a contractor. Still. You don't get insurance. No, you can buy your own. You can buy your own. This is true. So, you know. And I would think as a physician, you might think it's important to have insurance and you can afford it, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I could come up with she's a contractor, so she doesn't get any benefits, but you're, you're absolutely right. She could, she could um, get her own, but she just doesn't want to. Well then get off his nuts. She got married at first sight for health care. Okay. It would have been cheaper to just buy. <laughs> Easier. Crazy, crazy pants. But it yeah, this like was not like... this was not an issue I saw coming. Like when uh-uh. they were showing the clips, like from last week on the next time, I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> you can't find me a physician. What? Yeah, this is not where I saw them going. Um, but they look I like they are still into each other. It looks like they're doing well. So. A minor hiccup in the world of Lindy and Miguel. Yeah. At the end of the day, she got her way. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next couple. Let's do Kristen and Mitch. Now, this party looked pretty fun. I will say that. You're shaking your head. Of all the parties, (laughs) of all the the parties, um, which one would you attend? You have to pick one. Uh, Justin and Alexis, so I can watch them fight. (laughs) Be nosy. Oh man, that was so be funny. all in their business. This is the best housewarming party I've ever been to. And then, like seconds later, well, you know I what? I'm about to fuck it up. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, this one looked good. Um, uh, starts off little clip. Uh, Kristen is ha- having to use reusable sandwich bags now for her trail mix because single plastic use um sandwich bags are can go to hell, according to Mitch. No. <laughs> Man, he would hate, he would hate Texas, just oh, walking yeah. into the HEP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll start off with uh, Kristen. She's having brunch with her friend, Joanna. Um, she discusses Mitch's living situation. Uh, she says they have a difference of what clutter is. And uh, yeah, because we all saw Mitch's junk room, which was disturbing. Um, she also brings up that he has a water tower. And that he keeps bringing in stuff because he doesn't want to throw anything away. So he brought some sort of dresser that looked very, very strange. Um, and the friend's like, he's not a hoarder, right? And she doesn't really answer. But yes, yes, he is. He is a hoarder. <laughs> and But does he leave any dirty dishes? And she just says, well, she needs a clean living space. So that to me says, yes, he leaves dirty dishes. He mm-hmm. is just, um, yeah, a mess. A mess of a man. She says it's not a deal breaker, but she doesn't like all his stuff everywhere. It's very cluttery. She's not like that at all, and she does not like it. And then she discusses how they're planning their housewarming party. And even there, they're kind of bumping heads with that because she wanted, like, a really cute French theme. And then he started spouting out all these weird themes like communism regime, zombie apocalypse, alien invasion, Dress up on, uh, dress up how you would dress if it was going to be the end of the world. But in the end, they've agreed on retro futurism. And her friend was like, oh my God, can you imagine planning your child's second birthday? What would be, what would be in the little grab bags at the end? There wouldn't be grab bags because they're Mm -mm. paper and plastic. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man, good luck. 
Good luck with that. And of course, they have to bring in the drama. I'm putting that in air quotes for those who can't see. The friend asks if he knows about Kristen's last engagement. And Kristen's like, oh, I haven't told him. Every time I've told a man in the past, they've just run away and it ends very badly. But Why? the friend, I don't know. But does, she didn't do anything it. wrong. Exactly. Like, I don't see how that's a red flag of any kind. Um, exactly. But, but her friend encourages her to be honest with him and just let it all out. Next, we see them, uh, Kristen and Mitch, doing a taste testing for the party. They're trying to make futuristic mimosas. I've never seen a mimosa with a seasoned rim. Have you? No. I yeah. think they were just trying to have a pop of color. I think so. It looked fun. Um, but, hmm. And messy. They kind of made up a mess. Um, and Mitch does say, hmm, a rim job. I didn't need to hear from him, but he said it. And they're both a bunch of nerds. <laughs> She's like, let's switch gears. Because he, he rides bikes. And I was like, oh my gosh, they might actually work out because they're both so nerdy. <laughs> At this point, she tells him her deep, dark secret that she was engaged, that he cheated on her, and she went on the destination wedding by herself, but not by herself, but with her whole wedding party, just, you know, not with the groom. To which he says, that's kind of weird. It is. Is it? To go on the wedding? I think it's weird how she phrased it. Because she said she wrote an email saying that the wedding's still on, just without the groom. Like, I wouldn't say that. I'd say, we're canceling the wedding because my groom cheated on me. But I'm going to go have a bomb-ass party anyway. You're still invited. Yeah, and she also didn't reiterate the fact that she went because she couldn't get her money back. Then there's that. Yeah, definitely. So it's already money spent. So, I mean, kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't explain any of that kind of stuff, but he, he handles it very well. I don't know what she was expecting, but he's a normal, sensible person at times and has, he just says that he's sorry that happened to her. It doesn't change anything about how he feels. Um, She didn't do anything wrong. She wasn't the cheater and he just respects her and he deals with hard times just how he has she he has shown her in the past he just brings it to the table and that he will never ever cheat on her he doesn't she doesn't have to worry about that with him which i can see because like who who would do with him (laughs) in the end kristen feels really good about the future and he's just really sweet and kind in this moment and she's just soaking it all up so she loves it and she says he's gained her trust fully Mm-hmm. She's all in. She is all in. Next, we see them in a car. Kristen thinks they're going to a party store, but they're not. They're going to Raphael's, where you can rent everything for the party and just take it on back. And she thinks that her all their guests are going to know where he stands on trash, that they don't. he doesn't really need to be saying anything any further. <laughs> but he wants really futuristic lighting, so we'll see how that turns out. Then we see the party, and they do look cute. They look really cute. I like it. I like her weird wig. I like his Ellen DeGeneres wig. He actually looks decent with hair. It wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised. I was like, wait a minute. You look pretty good. You brushed it for hair. him. Yeah. Even Luna um, got a costume. She did. Little precious baby angel. Oh my gosh. I mean, so cute. useless lump. <laughs> hey, I guess damn nerves dog maybe he's just not a dog person or he's just not a luna person i don't know i don't know either because usually crunchy granola people love animals yeah so i don't know so mm, 
So they're discussing the party and how everything has turned out. And she tells Mitch, it looks, everything looks good, but she wants to plan the next one. She likes how everything turned out, but it just needs to be more chill next time because she did not like buying 20 metal shot glasses and returning 20 plastic ones to the store. Why couldn't they just recycle the plastic ones? Yeah, you could just rinse it out and use it again. No, recycle it. Like in the recycling bin. Yeah, but no, yeah, that too. I don't know. I guess he just really doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to put that. Waste 20 times the money (laughs) to not recycle and be stuck with these glasses you're never, ever going to use again. You know, they didn't even look like shot glasses. They are, they look like Like what you put condiments Look like what you put condiments in. Like, Dipping sauces and such. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're called? Ramekins? Mm-hmm. I thought ramekins were for like um, creme brulee and stuff. Well, that too. It's, it's size. It's a small, small bowl. Oh, okay. That's just a general term. Okay. I did yeah. not know that. Um, then their first guest arrives and um, she has to kiss her hand and put her hand to the DLX 4000, the beacon to the computer god droid in the sky. And then their next friend comes in and brings Kristen an iced coffee in a plastic cup with the plastic straw <laughs> which made me laugh very hard which he immediately dissed it's <laughs> like daggers 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 <laughs> what was up with their weird uh, secret handshake because he didn't want germs on him because the future is sterile mm-hmm. that was weird it was strange um i feel like i've seen that in a show somewhere mm. oh you remember rocky horror picture show yeah. where they do that they don't touch each other. They just do that. I think that's what I'm remembering. Okay. Did did uh, Mork and Mindy do a little... What's Nanu Nanu? I feel like that's something. What's that? Okay. I'm a youth. Moving never it along. Never in my life. <laughs> Moving it along. You never watched Nick at Night? No. Block Party Summers? No idea nope. what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Watched a lot of TV in my youth. Um. Yeah. So now they're doing some jello shots. They are a little liquidy. And then they have a little dance party. It looks like everybody's having fun. The lighting is on point. Steve from last season would be all about it. And then they kind of break it up. And instead of Kristen going with his friends and vice versa, they stick with their own friends, which was not the huge. I wrote that down too. <laughs> so Kristen goes to the seventh floor with her friends to check out the view. They ask how it is living with him. And Kristen's like, it's incredible. However, she was not expecting his extreme environmentalism to be this extreme. She, it is a little more than she thought it was going to be. She says she's walking a fine line between not pissing him off and being very grateful. Because in the end, she does think he's right, but she wants him to be patient. I feel the same way. Like, in the end, I think he's right, but I'm not going to inconvenience myself. And that's the difference between me and Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, especially since the damage is already done. Like, there's nothing we can do at this point. It's already done. Mm-hmm. It's September and it's 95 degrees right now. We're done. <laughs> so me um, using a plastic cup isn't going to make a fucking difference. The hole's already there. <laughs> Days ago, it was like 106, you know. So just saying. So her friend does agree, you know, that he is right, but... It shouldn't just be all her adjusting her lifestyle. He should be moving too, right? And what is he doing? And then they discuss her puppy Luna. Luna has little sweet baby snores. 
and she can't even hear them, but apparently Mitch can't sleep at all because of Luna. Get some earplugs. <laughs> right? Simple fix. Simple fix. But I don't know. I don't I know. All these comments. I wouldn't trust Mitch around my dog. <laughs> the friend asked if Mitch fits all her ideas of a husband. Is he checking all the boxes? Or is she just trying to make it work because she's married? And Kristen says, to be honest, that she hadn't even thought about all the boxes being checked. But since she is married and he has great qualities, now she is just trying to make it work because it is a marriage. So we'll see how that ends up with her. <laughs> then we have Mitch with his friends. And he says that she's really trying with the plastic thing. But he can't expect her to be like him overnight. Um, that's not fair. Which is good. I'm glad he can see that. That she is trying. And that it isn't going to be, you know, an easy switch over after a whole lifetime of doing what she wants to do, right? Um, the friend asked if, you know, they've had any kind of quarrels yet. And he said, well, she's gotten annoyed with him a couple times. Like the party. She wanted to shop online and get all the things she wanted to do to make a cute party. And he you know, put said a no to that. But he is grateful that his wife doesn't snore, but then he brings up the dog, and the dog snores quite loud, and he's the odd man out because everyone thinks Luna is awesome, and he thinks she is a useless creature. And then they have a little scene where everybody's listening to her breathe very heavily. She should bite Mitch. <laughs> Poor little baby. Take a hint from some of the other Married at First Sight pets. But that's all I have for them. They yeah. seem to be doing well as, you know, as can be. And if their biggest issue is this plastic thing, it's not a big deal because she is putting in effort. But, you know, on the other hand, somebody fuck up my sleep. I, I get real bad. I get real irritable. I woke up four times last night and I was very upset. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yes. I don't even go to sleep to be able to wake up. Oh, my goodness. I suck at sleeping. Bad. <laughs> All right, next we have Alexis and Justin. You want to take the reins on this one? I like mm -mm -mm. All right, so we start off with Alexis talking on video chat with her sister, Amber, about what's been going on. She lets Amber know that her nephew has been attacked. Alexis says she turned her head for a second, and the next thing she knows, she hears Newton crying and Justin literally pulling his dog off of Newton. She says, Justin knew that his dog was in the wrong. So after the incident, they sent her away to that terrible looking training camp that we saw. And that if the training doesn't go well or help Maya, that she's going to be living with his friend, which tracks with what we said last episode. Mm-hmm. The cheese made last week. Right. Alexis says that this was a really big situation. And Amber says, hopefully it was just a fluke and it won't be a problem going forward. Alexis tells her sister that Justin said, I love you already. But so has she. And Amber's like, uh, it's only been two weeks. So not even sure. <laughs> Amber says that, you know, saying I love you is a big deal. It's like opening Pandora's box. And once you're vulnerable and out there, um, it's very easy for you to get hurt. And you can't go back now. You've already put it out there. Mm -hmm. Amber tells her she needs to protect her heart. And Alexa... Alexis says that she does have some reservations and the biggest one being Justin omitting information and being very vague. 
She brings up the fact that Maya has had previous altercations that Justin did not tell her about up front. It was only after the fact that he mentioned it to her. So had she had that information up front, the dog uh, introduction would have been totally different. Amber says, okay, now you're going to have to second guess everything he says. And that's not in a position you want to be when, especially with someone that you allegedly love. Alexis says that she's just trying to get out of her head because she can talk herself out of anything, basically. So she's battling on whether this is a logical concern or if she's just being how she's been in the past and like checking out. She's mm-hmm. kind of trying to give them a break. Amber says that they both need to improve on things. She says that she needs to try to love him unconditionally, but make sure you keep your eyes open and take note of certain things. You don't want to settle, but you also want to make sure he's the right one. Good advice. All so, these friends had really good advice. They were pretty sound. So the next thing, yeah, this is where we take a turn. Uh, it's day 14. And <laughs> a big turn. We see a Ale- <laughs> We see Alexis doing a self-tape in the car where she says that morning Newton started throwing up blood and hadn't eaten in a couple of days. So then we see the like closed circuit TV footage from the apartment where her and Justin are arguing earlier that morning. Apparently what happened was Newton hadn't been eating, but Justin was still giving him medicine and specifically the instruction to say don't give the medicine to the animal if Uh, They have an empty stomach. So now Newton's even more sick. So rightfully, she's upset that he didn't tell her any of this information. In the footage, we we can't see them, but we can hear them yelling at each other. Justin is saying that he thought he had things under control and that he was taking care of it, which is why he didn't feel like he needed to tell Alexis what was going on. He says he didn't feel like there was a need to overshare. And Alexis says this is why she's frustrated She specifically asked him to overshare when they were talking with Pastor Cal last week. And then they um, keep showing the clip. And again, they're just yelling at each other. And it escalates to a point where Justin threatens to end the relationship because he can't be perfect all the time. And he says that's what he thinks Alexis expects of him. But she tells him that he's selling her false dreams every day. Uh, He's telling her he's going to start communicating more and more. And he's doing the opposite yeah and so then he flips it on her and says well i'm just not gonna say anything at all very and uh it's crazy and yeah like he's the one that gave her the ultimatum Mm -hmm. but and then tries to flip it back on her i called it i told you he is a manipulator he that's he got her sucked in with all this love talk was bomb you know love bombing her the entire honeymoon pressuring her to say it back now whenever they're going to be an argument he's going to flip it on her he can do no wrong it's oh i'm not perfect no one's asking you to be perfect everybody's just trying to everybody wants you to have common sense guess what follow the instructions on the medicine guess what if your dog is bearing teeth maybe put it in the other room this is not rocket science i don't know why he's such a dum-dum and again flips it on her to make her feel like she's in the wrong but thankfully i think she's pretty self-aware to know that he is absolutely wrong (laughs) yeah um he says that she's always looking for an out and uh it cuts back to her in the car and she says she has really mixed emotions right now in her head she's got a pro and cons list going on and right now he's adding to the side of cons 
because he's being (laughs) manipulative and deceptive. So it's later in the day and they're saying that although they're not necessarily in the best space, they're still going to plan on having the housewarming party. It's giving Zach and Michaela vibes Mm -hmm. where they, that whole day were going back and forth about whether or not they were going to have the housewarming party and if they both were going to be there, all that in the drama. So we see Alexis, she's um, going to this like candy shop uh, by herself. Uh, She tells the cashier there that they're going to be having a 90s themed party and they start to pick out some things. In an ITM, Alexis says that she signed up for this process and now she has to follow through with it, but it's very hard. At this point, she has to just take baby steps. She says, if they actually do make it to the party, it's going to be very interesting to see what Justin's friends um, have to say. And hopefully talking to them will maybe give her some insight. But she also says she's not going to fake the funk either. Yes, they're having the (laughs) party and having people over, but they're not in a good place. So it is what it is. Then we cut back to her in the store and she's just throwing all the stuff in the bag. And Justin like magically appears in the background. (laughs) like sidles her because she turns around and is like surprised to see him and she's like oh nice of you to join us and he asks how she's doing and she says she's been better so while the cashier is ringing up all the stuff that Alexis has picked out they go and sit in the little corner of the store and she asks him how he's feeling and he says fine he's not upset at all (laughs) Um, his body language is saying different because he's giving very closed pouty vibes mm -hmm. and uh Alexis says, well, that's interesting because this morning you were definitely like yelling at me and cursing me out. So you seemed upset then, but you're over it now. Okay. And Justin says, well, yeah, it's because you keep telling me that every time we have a little spat, you're done. He says he wants to fight for his marriage. But when she says she's done, he doesn't know what that means. So she says the fact that he's saying this now and the fact that he said it earlier That morning means he's not listening to her, which is true because she's told Mm -hmm. him what she expects of him and what she wants him to do. And he just doesn't do that. So again, in true fashion, she says she's done with the conversation. Uh, She explains it to him again that he needs to be more forthright in what he's telling her. He can't be vague. And even though he said he's going to do that, he hasn't done it yet. And this was when Justin says, well, you need to look at it from his perspective, because in his mind, he thought he was helping the situation. She says, like, the obvious, if the dog hasn't eaten for two days and is like throwing up and stuff, why would you think you don't need to tell me? If this was a baby, would you not tell me? Right. (laughs) But, you know, Justin thought he watched enough Caesar Milan to like know what he's doing. It's fine. He don't know what he's doing at all. Yeah. At this point, she says, exactly. You think you know what you're doing, but that doesn't mean you should be withholding information. It doesn't hurt anything to let me know what's going on. Especially when it's not your dog. Oh my God, if I was taking care of someone else's animal and they hadn't been eating, I would tell them that. People tell me that all the time when they take care of my dog if I'm out of town or something. Oh, she hadn't ate in a few days. And I was like, well, that's normal for her because she's just nervous. But this is a total different situation. She's wearing the cone of shame. She just got bit in the eye. She's probably on antibiotics and all kinds of stuff. He's an idiot. Yeah. And on after party, he tried to like justify himself and say, well, he thought the dog 
wasn't eating because this was a high stress situation and it wasn't that the dog wasn't eating it was just eating less than it normally does and the dog wasn't throwing up blood it was pooping blood but it was dark so that meant it was old and like all he had like all the excuses and it's like okay this isn't making you look better but sure Mm -mm. that makes you feel better fine Uh, she reiterates with him that she specifically asked him to overshare communicate with me she says she doesn't know why he refuses to do that and says that the whole thing is draining. And then again, Justin doubles down and says, well, if that's the problem, I won't say anything. I'll just <laughs> leave it alone. And she says, okay, that's how that's how marriage works. We're just not going to talk to each other. We're just going to be in the house looking at each other. <laughs> then he tops it again and says that she's living for the drama. He says that she gets aroused by fighting with him. (laughs) At this point, she's disgusted. She says that he's doing the absolute most and gets up and walks away from him. Um, They kind of continue doing like back and forth little snaps at each other. And, um, you know, they even break the fourth wall. We see the cameraman all in the shot. We see the producer all in the shot. They like do not care anymore. Mm -mm. And as Justin is about to walk out of the door, she tells him that she's not a person that argues. And that she feels offended and disrespected by what he said to her. She, to me, is being very diplomatic at this point. She says that she doesn't want to seem like she's shutting down or running away. But at this moment, she does not have the capacity to speak to him. Super mature move on her part. Because if someone told me that, I'd be like, what? I'd go off. She she is showing so much restraint. And, Mm -hmm. you know... All this time, I haven't been a big Alexis fan, but how she handles herself in conflict is very impressive. Yeah. At this point, she says they're not in a good space, and she asks for production to take take her mic off and stuff so she can leave. So it's like, ooh. He is ridiculous. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) His inexperience shows. And I think it's so funny, too. Well, we'll get to the dinner scene, but for him to say she gets aroused by it, Usually if people are like that, they're in it for the makeup sex. And guess what? He ain't getting any. So there you go. (laughs) So next we see them back at the apartment. And so it looks like they are going to try to make it through this housewarming party. Uh, (laughs) Right off the bat, Alexis says that things are very tense. Uh, This is not a, you know, say you're sorry and then move on type of situation. But she is trying to do and be better. She doesn't want to do what she's done in the past, which is run away. But then we see the guests start to arrive and we start off with hot friend Will. Hey, Will, what's up? (laughs) Uh, But then we see a couple of his friends arrive and then her other friend, Emma, comes. Um, Everybody is, you know, getting food and drinks and grubbing and taking a seat. Will says that this is the nicest housewarming party he's ever been to and he feels special. It's so nice. Uh, And somehow, I guess... With all the drama, Alexis forgot to tell her guests that this was a themed party because they have on regular street clothes and Justin's friends look like fucking Yo! MTV raps. She's too pissed off to say anything. Yeah. (laughs) She could have sent a text real quick. Something. You know what she could have done? And this is what... I used to do when I threw big Halloween parties is have extra costumes. Those were the have days. Some props, have some props on hand for your guests who don't have it, who come with, with no costume. Losers. That's the best part. <laughs> I miss it. 
Because <laughs> I always had the bomb costume. You really did. You really did. Uh, let's see. So Alexis, uh, well, Justin first says that he wants to give all the credit to Alexis. She's the one that came up with the theme and all that. So he just was, you know, basically a helper in the situation. And this is when Alexis brings up the fact that we almost didn't have this housewarming party because we're in a big old fight right now. <laughs> Will says that's to be expected. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, well, you're, you know, still pretty much strangers. You're still trying to figure out each other's differences, uh, but you just have to be willing to work on them. That's all that matters. Justin's friend Amari jumps in and says, yeah, as long as you're communicating, that's the key. And then Alexis starts airing her grievances. <laughs> Again, she talks, she has this talk about five times in this episode. Like everyone she talks to, she has the same conversation about mm-hmm. how Justin is being big and manipulative. And again, it's getting more and more awkward. The tension is building in the room because she's just airing out their dirty laundry. <laughs> but she says the reason that she's doing it is because, like she said before, she wasn't going to be fake and because they're not in a good place. So if it feels weird in here, that's why. <laughs> uh, Justin says that he feels like she drills down on him and he doesn't have time to think about his response so he just I don't know just says whatever and um, when she's asking him questions back to back that's the reason why he's giving like conflicting answers or not necessarily telling everything and of course Alexis is like is not like that at all <laughs> why are you lying and we see we've seen that right she does give him space to explain and say something, but he always just either switches it around or has like a really immature response to it. Um, but it cuts to commercial and then it comes back and we see that they've split off and are talking to each other's friends. So Alexis is telling Justin's friends that in the beginning it was all puppies and rainbows. But then once they got back from the honeymoon and that's when the conflict started, she tells them about the dog incident. She says that she knows it wasn't Justin's fault because you can't predict what animals are going to do. But her problem is that after it happened, she started to get all this information about Maya being aggressive. And again, if she had known that in the first place, that would have changed how she introduced Maya and Newton. Justin's friend says, oh, this is, it's just a guy thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just don't be thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, no. Um, and he also tells her that she needs to be prepared to have the same conversation over and over again, because, you know, us, us men folk can't be listening. It's too hard. We can't listen or remember. They don't. I will say that I have to say things over and over to both my husband and my stepson. And one of my biggest pet peeves is repeating myself. I hate repeating myself. So he may be onto something there, but the other thing is just like, again, it's common sense stuff. Like, I don't think there's no excuse for him not telling her about the dog. And there's no excuse about the fight either. Your dog bears teeth. You pull the dog away. It happened, what, two, three times? And he still let them play about? Mm -mm. Uh, But yeah, like you, it doesn't seem like Alexis is too keen on having to repeat herself because she like gives this big dramatic eye roll when (laughs) homeboy says that. And she says, but when she does do that, this is what Justin has... Uh, categorized as her digging Mm. and that's why she's getting mad and frustrated because he's not seeing it she says that even though she was pissed off she still cares about justin like homegirl was up in the ross dress for less and she saw some body wash that he liked and even though she was mad at him she still bought it for him anyway 
she still deep down has the feels and uh they ask her if she loves him and she says yes she's not in love with him but she does love him and care for him a lot so her heart is in this process and that's why she's being extra critical of everything that's going on so then back with alexis's friends the first question justin actually asked them is uh how he needs to deal with Alexis when she's upset because her family has said to give her space. But when he does that, it may come off as dismissive. And uh, I think Emma asked her if this is something he's discussed with her personally. Uh, She also says that to her, it would be okay for him to say like, I love you. I want to work on our marriage. This doesn't have anything to do with you. I just need a couple minutes to process what's happening and get my thoughts together if that's what he needs to do so that he's not coming off as dismissive. Justin says that every argument they have makes him more afraid of the outcome of the experiment. Uh, To him, this is not just an eight-week thing. This is a life thing. And Will tells him not to beat himself up because all of this is fast-tracked. So there's going to be a lot of growing pains because, you know, they're moving at such an accelerated rate. But at the end of the day, Justin needs to remember why he's in this. Reflect back on the wedding and on the good times. Justin says that he's afraid that he's constantly messing up and that he's going to lose Alexis because of this. Which he could be right. I don't feel like. (laughs) I don't, yeah. I don't think this is gonna end up how he wants it to. It's a mess. Just a giant one. It's a mess. I feel like, I guess, just, I, I've i been married a long time. If I was fighting with my husband, I would not be airing out our grievances in front of our friends. I would just be playing like, you know, nothing was happening. Um, but on the other hand, that's not what this show is, right? Like, we want to know all the drama. They're, they get to know each other through their friends. So I get that part. But I don't know. And the fact that she was so willing to do it right away says a lot it speaks volumes all right let's go on to morgan and ben first we see ben he is working out with his friend james he doesn't know if he likes to work out with the ring on or not do people work out with the ring do they not he doesn't know um he probably is not going to hoop in them so um there's that he's not gonna hoop with his ring on he tells his friend how like he messed up but like in a really vague way. So maybe he is learning his lesson that he's not spouting off that she's not a nurse and all this misinformation. So he tells them that they had a problem. He messed up and he's just really vague about it. But then he says that he was confused and kind of like taken aback when they were with Pastor Cal. And so I think he took what she said wrong with pastor cal because she said that she was open to pda and affection now like she gave him permission to touch and now he's confused i don't know it seemed like he was super still super confused about what she wants and what she doesn't which is like i don't know on brand with him i guess but he says it's going to take a while for the chemistry to build again and but he doesn't really doubt the friend says he doesn't doubt that he's highly committed so it'll get there his friends being very supportive. I don't see how they'll get there, but I guess he has high hopes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Morgan is Skyping with her friend, Carl. 
He missed the wedding, but she does want a male perspective. She tells him that the honeymoon was not great. Um, she tells him that Ben has a lot of red flags about her, but they're all really surface lit level. There's no red flags for her personality or her character, but he's not really seeing who she really is on the inside. She does admit that she's being closed off, um, but in the end, she just doesn't trust him whatsoever. Carl says that the reality is that you do deserve happiness. You do deserve love. Um, And she agrees. She came in wanting someone to see her, but he doesn't. And to be very honest, she's not happy at all. Carl says, cut the BS. Just take the Wallstone. She needs to talk to him with growth. There is pain and she just needs to let it go. She needs to let what he did go. And she says that's the advice she needs. It's just really hard to take. So, and then we get to their party. Um, There is a little clip of Ben buying some cheap tequila. Great value. (laughs) Okay. Great value tequila. Their theme is tacos and tequila night. Um, Rightly so. Morgan says that since he has the cheap tequila, he needs to try the cheap tequila and she gets the good one. (laughs) To which he says, it tastes like college. Now Accurate. I did do my zooms. Mm-hmm. So he got Espelon, which is 20 bucks. Not terrible. There's way you could do worse. I agree. I, I noticed that because the skull logo is very distinct. So it was easy to, to spot. Spot. Hers, yeah. I couldn't tell from the label. It's yeah, I couldn't tell. I drink. Yeah. But um, I thought it was funny. It tastes like college. <laughs> and those tacos look really good i love a good salsa i love a good taco those were were pretty on point um and everybody was wolfing them down yep their friends come in uh ben's friend says that he's been mia and ben's like yeah well i've got a whole wife and a whole son and the friend looks very confused but he means max the cat um they do a little bit about you are not the father (laughs) that no one laughs at but them I know. I thought it was pretty funny. (laughs) They ask about the honeymoon and Ben gives like this really vague answer and non-answer, which really annoys Morgan. She's like talking to her friend on the side. Wasn't he just say it? Say, be honest. So he continues to beat around the bush, but she tells him, go on, tell him the truth. And nothing is said. And the friend's like, like, you tell us then. And in the end, they just split up and they talk to each other's friends. Um, That fire pit looks amazing one did you see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she tells his friends about the whole nurse thing he the friends try and tell her that you know he's got really good intentions and she like cuts him off she's like yeah i know he has good intentions um but you, you know it really hurt i don't i have this wall up it's good it's a big deal for her they ask her if she's going to hold this over his head forever And she, you know, she tells them, well, when she's hurt or when she's burned, she's usually done. She's never worked through this deep hurt before. So it's going to take her time. And the friend says, okay, yeah, I understand that. But if Ben walked to the room right now and I asked him, is your wife a nurse? What would he say? And she says, well, he would say, yes, I'm a nurse. And he's like, all right, then. Well, then forget it. (laughs) Forgive and forget. I do say at this point, I think this is blown way out of proportion. Like everyone knows she's a nurse. Everyone knows Ben's a dum-dum apparently, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I said the whole thing is that 
Morgan feels judged by Ben and mm-hmm. resents him for it. And she's never, she's never going to let it go. She isn't. She isn't. I, I could understand the other part more than this nurse thing, right? I could understand him being super judgy about her finances and her family. That hurts. I could understand that. But this nurse thing, I think is a little much. Ben says that, you know, in he's talking with her friend. He tells her that he's been apologizing left and right. Um, he's trying to put in some effort. He bought her her favorite sausage. And it still feels like she has this wall up and nothing is happening. Her friend says that it's going to take time for Morgan to forgive. That's just who she is. And when you apologize over and over, the apologies don't mean anything. Um, so you can't do it all the time. He says it's hard for him because it's really quick for him to forgive. And he feels like at this point, you've got to move on. And she's still holding on to the past. And that's where we end with them. All right. So next up, we have Nate and Stasha. So we see Nate going to have a bite with his friend, Derek, who hasn't seen him since the wedding. They talk about Nate's first impression of Stasha and how unreal it is, the chemistry they have. They've just gotten to know each other so much more. It's a real relationship. (laughs) Uh, Derek asks if he's been opening up with Stasha more. And um, he says that Nate has a bit of a hard shell. So he knows it could be, you know, a little bit of an issue for them. Because he disagrees. He doesn't think he has a hard shell. (laughs) Uh, He talks about how Stasha goes to therapy and brought up the idea to him. He says that he's entertaining it because he's not necessarily the best at articulating his feelings, especially not the way that Stasha is. So he doesn't know how to get into those deeper feelings and emotions. So maybe this is something that he can work on with a therapist, which is great. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs somebody to talk to sometimes. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, in the past, I have not liked Nate. I think this was like the best Nate episode. I think he really came out looking like a legit husband. <laughs> like a nice guy. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Uh, let's see. Derek seems really surprised at uh, Nate entertaining the therapy thing. He says that, well, no. Nate says that he wants to do that to show Stasha that he's really trying and that he's trying to do what she asked in having more deep conversations. Uh, He has let her know that he's thinking about therapy and she's happy with his decision. Nate says, you know, happy wife, happy life. And Derek says, no, everybody needs to be happy. (laughs) You can't just be a yes man. Nate does say that he's afraid that he's going to do all this personal work and then become totally vulnerable and then they get to decision day and she flips and says no. Mm-hmm. But Derek tells him that's the risk in this experiment. You never know how it's going to end. So you just got to go with it. Another good friend. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, he seems like an upstanding guy. Yeah. I don't know why he's friends with Nate. <laughs> Uh, so next we see them on party day and they have their cute little outfits on and um, they've got their little afros. They look good. They look they look really good. How about Nate looks better with an afro than he does with his two little braids? <laughs> I mean, I don't see a lie again. Uh, so in the little clip, uh, Stasha says she forgot to tell Nate to get crackers for the brie and the charcuterie board. So they have to do a quick grocery store run in full costume, (laughs) which was funny. Now, 
I did my zooms here again. Did you notice Stasha's bag? No. What she okay. got? I did. I'm petty like that, and I looked it up. Since we can't get the $700 coffee machine, I want to know why. Where's the money going in? <laughs> and I also know that people did enjoy that, like, um, a couple seasons back when, you know, our label whore Mirla just was all about flaunting <laughs> her labels. I was she there really was. to price check them. <laughs> and people did appreciate that. So, Stasha is carrying a Louis Vuitton Demi Bain Trevi PM bag. That's right, people. J'ai parlé français aussi. <laughs> Very Not impressive. For Not for real, though. <laughs> so, She's got a nice Louis Vuitton. You know, she's not a basic bitch, so she doesn't have a Neverfull or a Speedy. She's got the Trevi PM. How much do you think? Girl, why are you even going to ask me? You know I don't know at all. You I just know. mean I know at this point. <laughs> I mean, I was just asking you to take a while. And it's, you don't have a point I, of reference because you can't see the bag. There's that. And I carry around a baby bag as my purse. <laughs> And it's not a labeled bag. <laughs> well, I'm just—I mean, we're we're designer ladies, but Stasha's a luxury lady. She's like, a luxurious. I don't know, three grand, close. Yeah, okay, twenty-four ten. It retails for. I was close. So see, but I would, yeah, but I would be, um, what do you call, busted on prices, right? Yep, you went over. I did. That's okay. Yeah. Um. I'm not about that life. Like you can get a couple hundred dollars out of me for a bag, but I'm not spending thousands because I don't care like that. Like, does my purse right now have a chorizo stain on the inside from putting tacos <laughs> in that bitch? Yeah. And then there's that. <laughs> I mean, nobody sees the inside of my dooney or my heat stain. It serves its purpose. It's carrying what I need it to carry. But yeah, so she's got the $2,400 bag, but no $700 coffee machine. And no $1.99 chorizo taco in it. Mm -mm. <laughs> so back at the apartment, all of the guests start to arrive. Uh, there's, you know, the knock on the door. It's Stasha's sister and two of Nate's friends. They do a little montage of them all coming in and they do a group shot. They toast to new beginnings. And they're gathered around the island in the kitchen, and we see Polaroids from the honeymoon that all the friends are looking at. Everybody says they look so good together. It seems like they've been together forever from the pictures. Mm -hmm. and they're they they're not wrong. Yeah. No, except for the one where Sasha looks drunk. <laughs> uh, so again, we see another little montage of them all dancing in the living room. They're doing the little Soul Train line, and... Uh, I'm too young for that. I don't know what you're talking about. Ha! Threw it back at you. <laughs> okay, so then at this point, now it's time for things to get real. Nate goes outside on like the balcony to talk to Stasha's sister and her friend Aja. He says, so far, things are going great. They really get along well. It's been really natural so far, so it's amazing. And even though it's been all well and good, they do have hard conversations. He brings up the subject of kids and how it's a big variable because that's a whole lifestyle change. His concern is one, he hasn't seen how she interacts with kids. And two, she's a workaholic. So if they do have kids, he might have to like watch them sometimes. And that's not cool. <laughs> like she doesn't even like dogs. So how is she going to 
be around a kid because they're twice as dirty. Mm-hmm. That spick and span that. house is not going to look like that at all. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. We know Stasha is a little OCD about <laughs> her cleanliness. So with kids spilling juicy juice boxes everywhere and writing on the wall, you might be well, in yeah. for a reality check. Just the first like few months you got spit up, you got poopy diaper diarrhea diaper like how is she gonna handle that when it's on her nice comforter and such i don't know so oh they cut to stasha with his friends and they're talking about the same thing she says that she's ready for kids because at her age she can't wait forever she says that hopefully uh, once they get to a year they can reevaluate their marriage and their situation and then kind of go from there on whether or not kids are an option at that point it doesn't seem like Nate's friends are surprised that he was standoffish about kids and that even though he wants to wait three to five years, that's not necessarily a good timeline for her. Uh, his friend says that from Nate's perspective, he wants to be at a certain place in life before having kids because his mom wasn't in his life. So he wants to be sure if he has a kid, he's totally able to take care of that child solely on his own. Which I didn't even he think did about say that. before. But I, I guess I hadn't. He said that, but I didn't think as to the why behind it. Yeah. Until his friend said it. He's in fear of being a single dad. Mm-hmm. Stasha says that she totally understands that and agrees because she doesn't want her kids to struggle either. She's fully invested in that idea. She says that she came from humble beginnings herself. And, you know, of course, as a parent, she wants to do better than what she had as a kid. Uh, for her, this is a forever thing. Uh, Nate's other friend says that if that's true, she just needs to keep reinforcing that so that he can really understand that she, you know, means what she says. She just needs to keep reiterating that she's in this for the long haul and that she's not going to leave or abandon him because that's an issue. Mm -hmm. So they go back to Nate with Stasha's people and he's talking about the therapy thing. He says he's giving it his all, but it's not enough for her. He's giving 100%, but he's a C-plus student where she's on the honor roll. (laughs) So maybe there's something she knows that he doesn't know. And uh, Stasha's friend says that as long as Nate is expressing himself and kind of explaining that he doesn't necessarily have the same tools that she does to express himself the way she can and, you know, reiterate that he's working on it, that should be good. Just let her know that you're trying to get on her level and she should understand from there. Yeah. So then it goes back to Stasha and she says that she feels like Nate has a wall up and has just no emotions. Every time she asks him how he feels about something, he doesn't. He's just indifferent about everything. Uh, She just simply does not understand. (laughs) Like, (laughs) is this man a robot or something? Like, I, how do you feel no type of way about anything ever? Yeah. Um, But his friends tell her that part of it is the way he was brought up. He was brought up by his a single dad and his dad is in the military and we all know the like stereotype associated with that. Yeah. Um, so that's why Nate isn't very forthcoming with his feelings or being emotional and things like that. They also tell her that he doesn't have a long um, or a good track record of long relationships with women. And that's another reason why he probably seems guarded. He's, you know, doesn't stay in a relationship long enough to get deep. Yeah. But the good thing about Nate is that he's very open-minded. So if you approach him about trying different things, more than likely he's going to go with it because he feels like there's no harm in trying. 
um, which is why he was so easy going about the therapy. Like, okay, doesn't mm -hmm. hurt to try. Maybe we'll gain something. Uh, yeah. But they tell her basically that she just needs to be patient with him and he'll come around. Don't look okay. like it next episode. I know. He was getting all He's pissy. Getting saucy. <laughs> I know. You, you want emotion? You just got some. <laughs> Damn. Happy? Are you happy now? <laughs> and then walks off dramatically <laughs> with his white jeans. <laughs> All right. Last scene we have is the girls and guys meet up. We start with the ladies. Stasha brought the wine. Awesome. Everybody's very excited about that. Alexis starts asking around how everybody's marriage is because guess what? Hers isn't going so great. <laughs> She's no longer the authority on marriage and it's no longer easy. How about that? Um, Justin she explains, wants to be around all the time. And that's troubling for her, especially when she's sitting on the toilet taking a shit and he's asking to kiss her. <laughs> kind of disturbing. Um, then we cut back to the guys. The guys, uh, Justin is doing the same thing. He's acting as host. He's asking how everybody's state of marriage is. And Mitch is like, it's like, we've been married for 40 years. He says they're getting along so great. He's having a, such a good time. They cut back to Kristen. Kristen is saying the exact same thing. She says it has been a complete 180. He is a 10 out of 10. The marriage that she had in Mexico is not the marriage she has at the moment. And everybody's like super, super excited for her. Mitch says that he feels like he's a big weirdo and she likes it. And she does. Kristen says that he wakes up early, makes her coffee, and even watches reality TV with her. Not only are they going to make it to eight weeks, she feels like this is the, a lifelong marriage. Stasha is floored. She says after Mexico, she was like, hell no, she is not Team Mitch, a no thank you. But hearing that her friend is like just loving this marriage is a breath of fresh air for her. And she's really happy they're doing so well. Then we cut back to Mitch. He says the only monkey wrench in the marriage is the, the dog that snores like a fat old man. Ben says he relates because every time uh, he comes into the house, he starts coughing. He thinks he's allergic to Max. And he says Max is mean. He hisses. <laughs> Miguel agrees. He does not like cats either. Lindy's cat even bit him. He said that hiss is evil. And then Justin tells them that, yeah, they had a dog situation. So things have been rough with them as well. But then Alexis tell they cut back to the ladies. Alexis tells them about the dog situation. Um, she explains the whole thing, which I don't remember seeing Justin explain anything about what happened with the dog. He didn't. He kind of kept that. Yeah, he kind of kept, kept that under his hat. Um, but surprisingly, Stasha identifies with Justin. She explains that sometimes... She, she thinks she's oversharing, but when something is not on top of her memory, she leaves it out. And maybe that's why what is happening with Justin. She says to give him some time, be patient, don't expect people to change overnight. And, um, you know, hopefully things will get better. Lindy then shares that her and Miguel had their first conflict. Um, she tells them about the whole, I'll give you health care in exchange for taking my last name quid pro quo. And um, not much is said for this, uh, except for Kristen. Kristen says that she's Team Miguel on this. If you want to act married, then you got to act married and be married the, the whole way, which is, there is something there. 
They cut back to the guys. Miguel shares that they ha definitely have different conflict styles. She gets very aggressive. He thinks through things before he says them, and he just didn't like how Lindsay, uh, Lindy came at him. He says that they have developed enough feelings for each other that if it doesn't work out, they're both going to be hurt about it. Uh, but then Miguel brings up a different uh, element of marriage. He wants to know who has consummated their marriage since their last talk. Justin, there's like a big pause for dramatic yeah. effect, of course. Uh, then Justin says that he's tried, but she keeps shutting him down. They've had a lot of ups and downs and it's just not working for them. And it cuts back to the ladies. Alexis tells everyone that Justin has had a wet dream and poor him, but she's not giving it up for him, especially after all this mess. Yikes. Embarrassing. Not only you celibate and you try not to be but on top of that, you're having a wet dream. I have a grown-ass man. Mm -hmm. Yikes. We cut back to the guys. Uh, Nate says that he's not sure about what's going on with Justin because last time he checked, they seemed on track with going that way and, and having sex in the near future. And it doesn't seem like it has happened. Justin says like he's not really worried about it because when it does happen, Mitch and then Mitch pipes in. It's going to be a cosmic event for sure. A supernova. And then Ben says, yeah, it's going to be over in two minutes. <laughs> Damn, that's your boy. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. And he's one to talk. Right? I don't see you All going the distance either. All of them. They cut back to the ladies and Kristen tells the girls that they've been consummating like bunnies. Morning, noon, and night. She can't get them off of her. Gross. <laughs> Midge says it's crazy because they had such a rocky start and now they're just really super into each other. Nate says that they haven't consummated their marriage yet. And Miguel makes a big ass smirk. Did he notice that? Mm-hmm. But he said it's all right because after dinner he had dessert. And they all look confused as to what he's implying. And, uh, and then they figure it out, right? I think Nate has to spell it out that he has, you know, gone down on her. That's what he's implying and saying outright since none of them have understood what he's trying to say <laughs> to which mitch says like and she's still holding out on you <laughs> which doesn't make nate feel great um well he says he, because that's even more personal than like it, is. it, it is. is it is um but nate says he's a giver and mitch says like he feels that going down on someone is an appetizer and sex is the main course so nate is obviously having a struggle there um, Nate looks a little upset, um, that Mitch is ahead of him on this. That's, that's how I took that. <laughs> I did see something on, I forgot to say it through, during Chisme, but someone screenshotted comments and the comment was that Nate is a clout chaser, fake as fuck, has been fake since day one. And the Instagram handle was from Mitch. So Ooh. yeah, that's just allegedly allegedly it's cheese man so see, that's interesting see, they all stuck around this long see there's gems <laughs> in here you gotta listen all the way to the end <laughs> there's easter eggs in this bitch hey we switch back to the ladies and morgan says that her walls are up there's been absolutely no intimacy she doesn't know how to bring the wall down she's taking it day by day they're doing all the things together and she knows he's a good guy, but it's just been really difficult for her. And Lindy says, you know what? That's still all really good stuff. 
you have a friendship, you can build something new. Um, so there's hope there, and she just needs to give him a little grace. They go back to the guys. Miguel and Mitch are telling Ben to show more affection, test the waters um, in a non-threatening way. But he needs to show interest for this to go forward. And finally, last part, they switch back to the ladies. Kristen says to Morgan that she needs to start fresh. Try going on a date. Lindy says there's a lot of heaviness and and with everything. and But in the end, there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of forgiveness. And she just needs to go with that. Morgan agrees and she says she just needs to reset and explore that further. And that's the show. That's the show. That's the show long one this week it was a long one lots lots happened um next week looks very interesting um it looks very stasha and nate heavy why is mitch rapping who asked for that i don't oh my god that's gonna be so freestyling at that (laughs) yeah not only rapping but freestyling uh uh, no thank you (laughs) with like uh kristen twerking what's happening (laughs) Oh my goodness. This I want to see. We, and Ben and Morgan are mer people. What's that? That's a date, I guess. Everybody's going on dates. So this was two weeks. So is this uh-huh. their one month anniversary? No, they're not going to no? see it. Okay, it's much. just dates. It's just dates. Okay. Girl, they got 59 episodes to fill for this season. <laughs> Every episode is one day. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have Cheesemig, go ahead and hit us up on social media. You can DM us on Instagram at Queens Podcast and on Twitter, Queens. You can also find Igby on Twitter on Wednesdays where she live tweets the episode, and it's always fun over there. Again, if you could rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast so more Chismosas can find us. And uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Igby, anything else? I'm done. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. See ya.